Welcome, everybody, to Geeks from the Multiverse podcast. I'm Mac, one of your hosts for the podcast. With me, as always, is John. What's up, everybody? We got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about first-person shooters and this whole genre of video games, its history. We're going to be talking about some of the games that are in this genre, our favorites, some of the ones that we don't like. Like I said, it's going to be a great episode. So let's get geeky. Hey everybody, this is your boy John. So, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the first-person shooter, but before we get into that, let's talk about the history of the first-person shooter, right? So, in the beginning of time, I'm just kidding, a, a video game time here, okay? Not well, of all time. First of all, I mean, what, what is a first-person shooter? For okay, well, but that, that's what I was going to get into, man. Okay. I mean, okay. I'm, I'm just saying. Okay, well, that's what I was going to get into. You just... You ruined my intro. I'm sorry, but you know, but anyways, anyways, I'm not going into that. But so it's a genre, right? It's a, or really a subgenre of games where the perspective is through the eyes of the character, and you control the character in a 3D environment as opposed to behind or over the shoulder, or sometimes the side perspectives where you actually see the character as you move and do things throughout the game. So in this case, like I'm going to mention, you know, like a modern day take, right? So more like uh, Call of Duty. Right, so you can kind of, depending on which, you know, Call of Duty you might have played, you know, you might have the, you know, first-person shooter, you might have, like, a third-person view, you know, like, those kinds of things. But really, it's in the eyes of, right. you know, that character that you're playing as. And, like, the like the classic Resident Evil, you were kind of behind. Right. And you could see, like, your character move. If you went to go pick something up, you could see them actually, you know, bending to pick that up you could see them actually, you know, using weapons and, and kind of the environment around them. Right. And, and you know, in, in these games, I mean, they're very popular games, right? So a lot of, you know, even more popular games, like I would even say like, um, you know, you could, you, I mean, occasionally, depending on which way you look at it, like, you know, like Far Cry, Assassin's Creed, like a lot of these games that, you know, granted they do a lot of third person, but they do allow you to go into first person, you know, depending on the view and, and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, the other thing, too, is the character is typically armed with, let's say, guns, although most games also must, you know, sometimes include, like, melee weapons, like bats, knives, swords, you know, stuff like that. But, again, you will also typically see hands, weapons, and occasionally feet if you use for kicking. So, you know, I would say this is a bad example, but, like, if you ever played Saints Row, <laughs> you know, you could, you could, you know, I mean, granted, it was more a third person, but, like, I'm not going to go into the weapons of what they use, but, like, you know, things like that, or even like Mortal Kombat, you know, granted, it was more of a, a side view and you saw the character themselves, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know, you might look at um, like some of the other games like uh, Elden Ring or um, I'm trying to think of another one, um, Elder Scrolls, you know, depending on like those kinds of games, you might have a first person and a third person, it, especially in like Elder Scrolls, you might have that, that capability of both. Yeah, I mean, uh, Elder Scrolls was, always, I think, Pretty much always, as far as when I've played, you know, uh, the older Oblivion. Right. And when you're playing online, primarily, like, you only really see, saw the hands. And you, you could go into that third person where it was behind. Yeah, I mean, you could also even think of, like, um, like Fallout, right? Because you had the capability of going back and switching, first, yeah, yeah. first or third and... You know, those kinds of games, I mean, it really depends on that kind of style of what you like. Um, but, I mean, you know, looking at that as a whole, I mean, it's it's probably one of the most popular, you know, games really to exist right now. I mean, there's so many games that we could talk about, but, I mean, we're going to talk about a few. But, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you know, there's so many games out there right now that are, like, really first-person, third-person, depending on, you know, how you, you know, like to play your game styles. I, I Like, you know, for another example, real quick, like Diablo, like it just came out. And granted, it was more of a like a top down view, but like you don't see too many games do that either. Like, well, they have like the top down view of a you know character going around and you know 
looting and shooting. Well, really, it's more looting and you know building up your yeah, and, and that was like kind of your your old school RPG style where you know you could more of an action RPG where you know the old gauntlet. Yeah. Yep. Where you kind of moved around, kind of this maze with your character, but it was strictly overhead view, and you didn't ever change that view. Well, I mean, a lot of those games, I mean, if, like, even go back further, like, you know, you look at, like, Super Mario, where it had, like, the, the side view, or, um, like, Link, or, like... A lot of side-scrolling, like, like, yeah. Yeah, like, or um, Legend Contra. of Zelda. Contra. Yeah, like, Legends of Zelda, yeah. like, that was kind of the thing where you're kind of looking at the above, and then, you know, you're kind of moving around side to side kind of a deal. Or even Pac-Man. I mean, I'm going to go even way old school, you know, like, that. that that's, <laughs> that's, you know, that's, a different that's style. That's old school. That's old school. So a little bit of the history... Most, I think, would believe the very first one to be, you know, Wolfenstein, which came out in 92, which is a really iconic game in itself. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've played some of the newer ones. I'm, I'm not really, like, a big fan of Wolfenstein itself. I, I, would, I mean, I agree. I, I think they've gotten quite watered down with how many they've actually done. Well, and, and some of them are just ridiculous. I mean, some of the newer <laughs> ones, like they're talking about like Hitler being alive and like, this is just yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. on how they do it. But, um, but Wolfenstein was, was done in 92. There's actually one that was created in 73. And this one was created by a bunch of high school students in a NASA work study program. And what they were trying to do is develop a program to help visualize fluid dynamics for spacecraft designs. So what I believe that means in, in layman's terms would be developing a program that they could help visualize, I guess, maybe simulations. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, I'm trying to think of, um, what was that movie with Matthew Broderick? You know, was it the, it was like, it was like new games or something like that. I don't know what like he was playing at the time. Oh, I, I, yeah, I do recall. I just don't remember the name. But you know, I was thinking of like something like that where like this, you know, he cracks the code and It'd be like a but, flight, like a flight simulator yeah. type program. But it, it, this game was was strictly first person, and you you went through a maze. But it was basically to test the the movement of the controls, and they ended up creating this game. Probably a really boring game if it was just one person moving through a maze. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, because you get, I mean, for that technology, I mean, like you, you look at it, it's like there's only so many things that you can do. I mean, we, you know, you and I talked about like the whole local play, you know, of like multiplayer and right. stuff. Like, the, probably back then it was like, all right, you had a control stick, you had like your buttons, but then it was like, you know, you're probably playing on us yeah. like a big, really screen, but it was like a computer maybe based or whatever. Yeah. But so this game is called Maze War. It was it was created in 73. Eventually, they did later include support for a second player. So two people could go through this maze. And I don't know if it was at that point that they added the ability to shoot other players or if it was later than that. But they eventually did add the ability to shoot the other player to be to win the game well and it's funny like when we talked about like what we just mentioned like the whole local multiplayer kind of a thing it's like if this was credited with like doing that for the first time and it is well yeah i mean officially it is it, it is the first official game that had a second player that you would essentially go through a maze to try to find and you had to shoot to, to beat the game I was curious just to see what the split screen looks like. Like if if they had something like that, you know what I mean? Or like did yeah. you actually have to have a separate screen regarding, you know, that piece? I don't know. In 73, I have no idea what this would look like. <laughs> you know, I I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, I don't know what how you would do it, but yeah. I mean, it's it's probably a really crude unpolished game is what I'm assuming it was. Um, but a lot of like what came out after that were vehicle simulation games uh, one of them is actually called battlefield not the battlefield that we all know um this one probably like late 70s early 80s and typically used like tanks or heavy like heavy vehicles you know heavy machinery where you would drive them around and and shoot other vehicles or other you know planes other things 
Um, but that's what, you know, first person shooters were before Wolfenstein came out. Right. Which, I mean, really there wasn't that many, I mean, cause we've already mentioned like Super Mario brothers, like, you know, legends of Zelda, you know, some of these ones that you would either have like that screen and then like you go back and forth side to side, or you have a top view and you go side to side, but it was never really, you know, you're like looking down the, the character's, you know, sight, right. You know, and being able to do like we do nowadays, you know, because it's, you know, of course with technology, it's all been advanced and everything else, but it's like, you know, you look at, you know, Wolfenstein and I know the next one that we'll probably be talking about doom. Doom, doom was a big one, you know? And like, I mean, a little fun fact, if, you know, depending on how old you are, like, you know, unfortunately the, you know, Columbine, you know, kind of shootings, you know, they were, they were saying that, you know, these guys were playing that game at the time, you know, but again, that's a whole nother like controversy kind of a thing, but it's interesting how, you know, Doom back in the nineties was very, it was a really popular game. Like, and kind of like, um, like Duke Nukem, you know, and that like same yeah. similar effects as well. Granted, it was more of a parody to like, you know, Doom in that sense, but you know, it's just a similar style of what Doom would really be. Yeah. So Duke Nukem, what, I mean, uh, not Duke Nukem, but <laughs> Wolfenstein 3D, which came out in 92, has been credited as inventing the first-person shooter genre. Which, you know, like I said, if, if that was the case, then that makes sense, you know? Yeah, and now, I mean, if you look at kind of like the way that Doom, the original Doom in 93, which that's the year that that one came out, a year later. Wait, so you're saying the year and was born? Wolfenstein... They they do kind of look very similar, but when Doom came out, they basically took that Wolfenstein template and refined it. So in in a sense, they kind of took what Wolfenstein already did and they essentially made it better. So they added support for higher resolution, improved textures, variation in height. So... In Doom, you know, there were stairs that you could go up or down. Wolfenstein didn't have that. Everything was flat on one level. Uh, there was more intricate level design. Uh, Wolfenstein was limited to a grid-based system where everything kind of had, like I said, had to be on one level. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you look at some of, like, the, the first-person shooters now. It's like, you know, you... Like, I, I know you don't like this game, and I know we'll talk about it later, but, like, Call of Duty, you know how, like, you, you know, depending on, like, for example, like, Nuketown, right? You know how, like, you would go upstairs, and it's, like, very fluid, looks realistic. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. it, it looks fine, but, like, you know, you I guarantee you, like, of course, playing it back then, it's, like, it's all pixelated and blocky, and, you know, it, it, it looks a lot different than, of course, like, what now would it would be. But, you know, for that time, I mean you know, for its, you know, resolution and like, you know, the pixels and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, you know, it was, it, was, it was okay. You know, it wasn't the greatest, but it was definitely for, you know, what it was. It was pretty good. Yeah. And, and Doom was, you know, it obviously made what Wolfenstein did a little bit better because Doom, you could go on those different levels. It wasn't quite, you know, the Call of Duty scale where, you know, if you're standing on a staircase in between two levels, you could shoot somebody on the second level. Like, it wasn't that intricate. Well, no. I mean, You had to go all the way up or all the way down before you could start, you know. I mean, if you even look at, like, one of your favorite games, like GoldenEye, right? I mean... I love the GoldenEye. No, I figured. But, like, you know, you look at that, it, it's kind of like, you know, it, it, it was a slightly advanced, but it was still kind of that same way of, like, you can only... The you control, can't go... The controls were very crude, yeah. Yeah, but, but you couldn't, like, shoot down, really, as well as... You know, probably in this case, like Goldeneye might, you might have a maybe slider advantage, you know, maybe depending yeah, on like what yeah. you were doing, but yeah. Um, so a couple more things on Doom. Um, they added more of the flip, like flickering lights, area of darkness, and the 3D environment that Doom created looked more realistic because of the lighting and things that they've added. Um, not that Wolfenstein's, you know, area wasn't great but yeah i think with like when you look at doom's levels like they had like the you know the pixelated torches on the wall that actually 
you know, <laughs> kind of moved. I mean, yeah, to a degree, but yeah. But they flickered. So it, it created that, like, idea, like, that's fire. Where if you saw the same thing in Wolfenstein, the fire wouldn't move. It would just be a static thing with, with a light kind of shining from it. I mean, you know, I would say even more of a modern take, but like um, like Minecraft. You know, like how it looks all, it, it, I mean, to a degree, but I mean, it, it, you know, when they create fire, it's like, you know, this pixelated, you know, kind of weirdness. In it, Except it they do it on purpose. <laughs> no, I know they do it on purpose, but like, you know, if you look at it, though, it, it's, it's kind of similar to what they were trying to do back in the day. Yeah. yeah. You know, in, in that sense. Yeah. But Doom, I think, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the greatest examples of a first-person shooter. Well, well. For its time, yes. For its time, but it, you know when you when you actually look at the history of like what Doom did, because it actually did have multiplayer. You're right. Yep. And it was the very first game that coined death matches. And when you look at games like Call of Duty, you look at you know Battlefront, you look at Battlefield, most of these, you know multiplayer games all have team deathmatch. Yeah. I mean, and they have, of course, different modes and different things that they've created, you know, for their, you know, brand. Yeah. But I mean, I agree that doom has, you know, basically left a legacy of its own. Yeah. They just created that original idea of players going in and having a deathmatch between each other. Well, and then, like you look at even some of the earlier versions of like, you know, Medal of Honor or Call of Duty, where you know local play was like the necessity, you know, like so if you're like, hey man, you want to come over and you know you play on your screen and it's like, you know, this like maybe twenty four inch TV, and you had yeah. you know your split screen or you know whatever, it was, you know, you do it and then, you know, you have your like team death matches or whatever, but or it's earlier versions and you might have other like let's say bots or something like that. I don't know I don't know if you know this but like did they have bots back in the day? Like you know what I mean? Because I I wouldn't know particularly, but I was kind of wondering I, that. I don't remember. I don't think I ever played like multiplayer on Doom. I remember playing Doom, but I don't know if I ever played multiplayer. Hmm. Okay, cuz I, I I just didn't know if it had like a like bots, you know, like if you like if you were playing by yourself. I believe it was strictly like player versus players. Like oh. I, th- I think it was strictly that just that. Oh, sorry. This was a little too advanced for that time. Okay. I think it was a little too too far. Okay. Um, but what was, you know, I, I thought one of the interesting things that I saw when I, when I was kind of doing research for this was that this game actually, like, it created a problem with the network that the, the game that was being hosted on because have how many players were actually playing this game at the same time, like the bandwidth for the, for the studio itself, like hosting this game. Cause all the games are hosted on servers. Right. But so you're saying this is the first game to actually host like its own server in a sense. Yes. So they, they had it like on this, on a network and because of how many players were on it, it, the network broke. See, that's crazy. Like, and, the, this is the first time an actual, like, network crashing, you know, because, like, you look at all the games that come out now and, like, it crashes, and then they usually fix it within, like, the first, let's say, week, depending on, like, what it is. But, like, now, like, imagine all these players playing at that same time, and then it just crashes. Yeah, and, and the bandwidth, I guess, got so slow that other games that utilize the same network also had problems. So that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, even for like, you know, being the first game to do that. But, you know, it's crazy that, you know, you have these network, you know, crashes, especially so early on. You know, that was literally 30 years ago. And like yeah. now it's like so advanced that, you know, you play a game and it's like, you know, you have millions of players and, you know, it, it controls all over the world, basically. And, you know, like I said, I mean, they usually fix that within like, a couple and days or something like that. If people that. break their controller because their ping is a little too high. Yeah, and now and then and then like now, like back, imagine back then, like you're trying to play it, and then all of on, a sudden, on what, like maybe dial up. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, DSL. I mean, uh, look, man, I'm like, I do remember dial up, and I can tell you, like, yeah, I couldn't even imagine playing multiplayer on dial up at that point. I mean, it's ridiculous. 
And of course, like, you know, like you were saying before, obviously Doom did not come without criticism. You know, one of the things that also came up when I did my research was this game was labeled as a, and I'm using air quotes here, a murder simulator. Well, but, but I mean, I did mention the, the Columbine shootings because like they did label that because they, the, the, the high school kids that were, you know, unfortunately, you know, part of the whole shooting, they played the game. And then of course the media was like, oh, well now this game is considered like you just said, the murder simulation. And it's like, that's not how, yeah, and that's supposed and to be. That's exactly what they labeled the game is that it's a murder simulator. I mean, you know, you look at all these games nowadays. Like you and I have talked about GTA. I mean, like you don't see too many. No offense, like high school shootings based on GTA, on how they. Probably know, because they they're that. all out there selling drugs, like they do in GTA. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but I mean, like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy how like one game back in the '90s that yeah created this like literally mass hysteria of when it came to video games. I mean, now that we have, you know, video game addiction, you know, I mean, that wasn't even a thing back then, but like, you know, now you look at how video games have transpired and like, you know, how people, you know, play them or view them or whatever. And now they're like, Hey, you know what? We're going to, you know, play these games and then we're going to label them as like, okay, well, okay. Yeah. They're murder simulations. They're this and that. And you know, it's the, I guess, transpiring of like these, unfortunately unfortunate events you know that happened and it sucks yeah, you yeah. know because of it but it's just crazy how like that one game literally started this this mass hysteria on like how video games yeah. were viewed i i do think that that you know i when you look back into the 80s and the 90s i think them labeling certain things like they you know them labeling this game as a murder simulator you, you look at you know even Congress and and some of the you know state leaderships labeling you know music in certain ways. Yeah, I mean music. It I was, mean it just was a it was a theme. I think in the eighties and the nineties, like you look at you know our next episode we're doing on cartoons. You look at some of the cartoons, like you have GI Joe, where they actually kind of force them to put in positive messages. <laughs> in their cartoons because they wanted to make sure that the violence that they were showing had a positive spin. Well, and but uh, granted that was also part of like the Reagan era of, you know, anti-drugs, anti, you know, true, but it did continue, stuff, it did but, continue into the nineties. Well, no, but what, what I'm saying is though, is like Reagan started that campaign and then of yeah. course it kind of pursued like with, you know, video games in this case. And then like, you know, TV shows, whatever TV shows, music, movies, like it, it kind of, grew i don't know exactly when video game ratings came into play yeah i can't remember off the top of my head but i mean but it's true though i mean because i guarantee you like i can guarantee doom when it first came out probably didn't have a rating when it first came out but then you look at like another example of like mortal Kombat. i mean that was considered a very gory bloody game and like i don't know if it was because of doom or like mortal Kombat. like because of ratings started to come out because of those things i mean i know what was it i think it was that um that history on like Sega and Nintendo. It was like a little documentary, but they were talking about how Nintendo didn't want to, you know, basically release Mortal Kombat on the Nintendo because of how gory it was. But like Sega, they were like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, it wasn't a problem for them because yeah. they, they, they wanted to be different. But like it was, it was, you know, they were branded for kids for Nintendo, but Sega was kind of like, we're kind of the more edgier, like teens, maybe like adults kind of a deal. But it was like, you know, like how nowadays you look at like, you know, some of the exclusives for both like PlayStation and like Xbox and how, you know, a lot of the games, unfortunately, you know, for, you know, I mean, for us, it's great. But, you know, if you get a five-year-old playing like, let's, for example, like The Last of Us, I'd be like, nah, kid, I don't think you need to be playing The Last of Us. It's not something that you should be, you know, playing or watching or anything like that because you're, in my opinion, you need to be a lot older to hopefully maybe understand really what's going on. I mean, I'm not going to lie, playing, playing, you know, GTA online and getting owned by 12-year-olds, or I mean, at, least, at least kids that sound like they're, like, I mean, yeah. somewhere between 10 and 12, it's like, you shouldn't be playing this game at all. <laughs> and I already told you we should do an episode on morality on video games, but I'm just saying, like, reality is, is, like, I know that the 90s you know, when it came to like video game ratings and stuff like that, it wasn't a thing. 
it really wasn't a big thing until much later. Yeah. But you know, you look at nowadays, it's like you you can put a writing on something, but it, it doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. But I think in the nineties they were more concerned about it. And I, I can only think of like if if I could only imagine like if like GTA Especially like maybe like Vice City or San Andreas came out in the early '90s. Well, I mean, orig- like some of the original GTAs did come out in the '90s. It wasn't as big, like like GTA Three and like you know some of the other the original ones. I mean, they were more on like I don't know if it was like handheld, but like yeah, I mean, I'm I'm talking the the later ones that we know. Well, yeah, like San Andreas, like- Vice City, you know, um, GTA Four, you know, so yeah, on and so yes. forth. But yeah, like some of those later ones that have and those of you who've played the games know about the content I'm I'm referring to if that content was in those games in the early 90s maybe late 80s what kind of a reaction those games would have gotten oh i mean hands down it probably like that would have been the starting point of how ratings should have started <laughs> i mean cuz i mean if it was because of like i said doom or mortal kombat I'm i like, can tell you GTA 5 would have been it would have been banned. Banned. It would have been banned and everything, and then they would no no console would have ever been like, hey, you know what? Let's do it. I mean, you look at like I said, all the modern consoles. They're like, yeah, let's sell it, man. No problem. Yeah, hey, let's go. But again, they don't care about the ratings. So a lot of the games that that did come out, and obviously there's there's a lot. If you if you look at first person shooters, there's there's so much to to mention. Like we don't have time in this. In this podcast, I think we could probably do ten episodes and not still mention all of them because there's oh, yeah. there, no, there's, there's too many. There's way too many, and you know, main games. You go into your your more indie games. There's probably an infinite amount of first person shooters out there, um, but some of the some of the main ones that came out, um, I, I did include Resident Evil because I think some of them had that element in them. Even though a lot of them were, were probably more third person than o- anything, over the right shoulder, um, but Call of Duty was a was a big one. Oh, hands down, definitely. Um, Medal of Honor was a big one. Yep. Um, Borderlands, which I love. Borderlands. I'm. I, I know you're. I'm, I'm still on the fence about it, but you're, yeah. you're on the fence. Halo. Well, well, yeah, absolutely, Halo. Yes, Halo. Um, the original Star Wars Battlefront, even though the newer Battlefronts are as well first person shooter but the original ones were also first person true Very although true. they i think they could have been also they, they were kind of both yeah. i mean they they would have been both uh Turok? i you know i i don't believe i've ever played it to be honest i think i played the original one but i never played any of the offshoots of it but uh golden eye 64 oh okay not the newer one but yeah uh duke nukem which he was always a fun character. You want to talk about raunchy? Like it, he was beyond raunchy. For for his time, definitely raunchy, but still fun. Uh fear, which is F E A R. Like it's Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. Like it's spelled, yep. Um that's definitely a horror game. Nope, we'll never play it, so it's okay. I actually did play it. That's good. It's good. just not my favorite, but I did play it. Uh Far Cry, which Again, we, we did a whole series on that one. Uh, Fallout. Yep. Big Half-Life. One. Yeah. Pretty, pretty big game. Yep. That, again, that's a series, too. Uh, Killing Floor 2, which you've never played, and I'm no. trying to get you <laughs> yeah, to play. I know you want me to play it, but I just I never buy it. We're not I, going I love it that. so much. I love it so much. And another game that I love so much is Bulletstorm. I think I've heard of it, and I remember seeing the cover because, like, did it just literally have like a bunch of bullets and it just said yes. bullet storm? Okay. Yeah. I remember seeing it, but I've never actually played the game. Oh, it's so fun. It's kind of like if I could think of a, like Gears of War. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, it's kind of like that style, but like you can literally kick people like into your environment. I'm surprised you didn't mention like Killzone. <laughs> I never played Killzone. So I, I'm only kidding about that a little bit. I, I played it, but I will tell you that it Killzone is like um you take like Halo a little bit and just a few other things, and it, it honestly it sucked. I'm not gonna lie, it, it just it just straight up sucks. So you know what? Let's let's just not talk about it then. Doom Three is another one that I really liked. That was like when that game came out. Like I the especially the BFG edition. Like 
I love Doom Three. Yeah, I mean, again, I know you're you know you're back in the you're talking about like nostalgia, you know, in a, in a sense, like you know, playing the original Doom and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, for me, it was more like 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 Halo for sure. Like Halo was be a, like a big one. I I do remember actually playing some of the original like Call of Duties and Medal of Honors. You know, and you know some of the I don't even know how to call them. Like, I mean, I do remember playing like Gears of War and like, you know, I think the problem was a lot of the, like the early, like two thousands and like maybe late nineties or something like they, they started to use more of the third person perspective more than they did the first, depending on like what game you were playing. Yeah. Occasionally they would allow you to go into like the, the both, like you, you could be first person, but like majority of the time you're really third person. Um, but like you know, of course, there's. I mean, as Matt and I said, there's so many games that you know yeah, you can there, play. There's a lot. I mean, the one that I actually just bought it. Uh, I'm kind of late to the game because John's had it for a while, um, and we've we've played the older ones. Oh yeah, like so. Dead Island is what we, you we, Yeah, we've played Dead Island. We've played Riptide. I actually played it on the 360 originally, and so, then replayed it on the PlayStation. So I played the original. I believe both, like both Riptide and the 360 as well. But like, you know, when Matt and I were, you know, as we discussed before, like we, you know, when we were, you know, coworkers and whatnot, we we would play those games together. And then I took, and I said, Hey, you know, Dead Island 2 only, you know, came out a little bit ago. And I love how both him and I were waiting for many, many years oh, yes. for this many, game many to years. come out. And then finally he's like, Oh, I got the game. And I said, Oh, that's cool. So I waited for him. I played up until the co-op point. In the game, and then he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm already on like the eighth mission," and I'm like, "I don't like you anymore. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Why are you already ahead of me?" He's like, uh, "I just couldn't stop playing, man." I'm like, "Well, no, that's not that's not how you should have played that, man. You should have become for me. a pretty expert slayer in the game. I'm actually level fifteen now, John. Oh, by the are way. you? Oh, thank you for letting me know. But Dead Island is is one of those. Again, it's another first person shooter. Even though I mean, some of the guns you don't get until later on in the game. But it does a really cool thing where, you know, you do have workbenches and a lot of the weapons that you do find are melee, but they're really unconventional. And actually, I'm pretty pretty sure in a previous episode, I don't know if we mentioned this or if we talked about it, but like Dead Island was actually one of the first ones to um, get that like zombie kind of genre into play because it, a lot of people thought it was, um, what was the other one I'm trying to think of? It was, it's like a more, a lot of people thought it was more popular and they thought that was the first like zombie genre. You're talking dead rising. No, not dead rising. I'm thinking of the, the one it's like more parkour. It's a newer one. I'm, I'm really drawing a blanket and I'm like, I know what it is. Like once you say it, I know what it is. Dead rising. It's not dead rising, man. It's something else. It's literally. You're you're basically like it's it's similar to like Dead Island, but like you're you're doing a lot of parkour, like jumping off of rooftops and like. I know around. the game. I just can't think of the name it's of it. It's not Dead right Rising. Now. I can tell you that. But anyways, like you know, Dead Island as itself. I'm just gonna mention this is like, if you ever do want to play like a good like co-op, you know, game like you can play with a buddy and whatnot. Like that's a perfect game to play. Um, and I mean, even the second one so far is is actually not too bad, but it's it's very. I will say it's very boring if you don't have somebody with you because I feel like if you're just playing by yourself, it gets really boring pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, the game, the game is fun and a little fun, you know, you know, side note. I'm not sure if it, I think it was when I was playing on PlayStation because I think I shared some of the guns with you. Yeah. No, no, no. That's true. That, that was in uh, the original Dead Island. Yes. It was not in Riptide. Uh, but, you know, a little like kind of fun side note. One one day when I was playing, because the original ones, when you were playing, people could kind of, like, border the original Borderlands, people can just kind of jump in. Right. That was kind of the idea. It was kind of an open world where if you were playing, like, you were online. So people can join any kind of game that's happening at that point. So somebody joined my game and literally sounds like, a little, little kid. I like, think you described him as like an eight to 10 year old or something like that. To me, he sounded like eight or 10, really high pitched voice. And I just heard like, 
hey, do you have any of these guns? And I'm like, no, I don't have any guns because I just started playing this game. <laughs> and he proceeds to drop this pistol. And I pick it up. And this thing has like 999 million bullets in it. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, I'm never going to run out of ammo in this, in this gun. And then he, he proceeds to drop shotguns, rifles, sniper rifles, like every type of gun that you could imagine. And they all have millions of bullets in them. Obviously, yes, glitched. Well, yeah, because like that was the thing is like when you and I played, you were like, hey, let's go over here. We found a cheat, basically, and we found a way to, like, duplicate It's not really a cheat, but it was a, it was a duplication glitch in the game where you can duplicate things, and then we would pick it all up and then go over to the, the merchant and sell it all. Right, so then you just get basically more and more money every time. But, like, yeah, once we had, like, the original set of weapons, then we would just, like, start duplicating them and then just, like, start selling them. But, um, and each one had the same amount of bullets in them. So we would have like three pistols, three of these, three shotguns, and basically never run out of ammo. Ammo. Like it was ever. great. You know, but but we digress because that, yes. that's just a another topic for another day. But you that's know just a little, you know, a little a little fun story. No, yeah, of course. But like, you know, some of these games, right? I mean, because I know you talked about your favorites, but I want to talk about one real quick, Matt, because I can tell you both him and I have played multiple different versions of this particular game and it's a very popular game but our original first game that we both played together which and i know that i can attest for this and this is why he likes a certain mode called prop hunt is call of duty yes i love this i love that mode so call of duty right so i mean again if you don't know (laughs) yeah now you just yeah great thanks thanks bucky go ahead and lay back down appreciate it um so Call of Duty was very special in a different way for me as a kid. But, like, of course, as I got older, you know, the first game both Matt and I played was really um, Call of Duty World at War. Or no, sorry, it was World War II. And it was a good game. Don't get me wrong. I, we both played for hours. We, we, you know, we leveled up. You know, we even prestiged. We did all this stuff. But, you know, it was later on when some of the games were getting really ridiculous because I think that's when, like, advanced warfare and like you know advanced yeah. warfare 2 and like all these other ones started like coming out and i'm like when he's they like added like the the double jump type thing where you would kind of be in midair but people would snipe you in midair in midair like and not just snipe you like aiming down the scope they would like you would be jumping going in one direction they're jumping in another direction and they quick scope you which Again, for those <laughs> cheaters out there, like, I understand, like, you can buy, like, something. It's basically, like, a red dot for your, like, television. You can put it right in the middle of the screen or wherever, really. And you can plug it in, and that's, like, your quick way of, like, quick scoping, which is highly, like, come on, man. Like, th- that's the dumbest thing you could have ever, like, it's like a, I don't know if it's like a 20 buck purchase, but, like, that is the dumbest way to, like, yeah, yeah. cheat. You know, but some people, I mean, some of them were, like, I don't know if they were doing that or whatever, but, like, PC players, man, like, those... Yeah, PC players. But it's just, like, you know, you, you add that ability, plus, like, running up walls, and, yeah, it, it got crazy. Well, I mean... It, it got crazy. Well, I mean, like, some of the newer ones, so, like, unfortunately, like, I was gone um, when, uh, what was it, the, the remastered of Call of Duty, you know, Modern Warfare came out. So I wasn't there for that, but, like, I came back, and I started playing uh was it uh, cold war you know and i played a little bit and then i was like of course that started to crash and then like what was oh it was um vanguard vanguard both of us played and then we even got the new modern warfare 2 but vanguard you know matt's favorite times on that is when you know i we the one thing i did like about it was the cross play the, the ability to be able to be like hey you know what i have a playstation let's play it like with some players on xbox but unfortunately with matt and i when we were playing some of these games, you know, I had a buddy. Well, I, oh, I still have a buddy. Sorry, let me rephrase that. You know, he's a good friend of mine, Jordan, right? And so he has an Xbox, and he's been really adamant on telling me that I should get an Xbox. And yes, Jordan, I'm calling you out, buddy. So if you hear this episode, you'll you'll know why. 
But, you know, he would be like, hey, you know, let's play. We'll, we'll play whatever. So we'd start at like 8, 9 o'clock. But the problem was is that both Matt and I would stay up until like 3 o'clock in the morning playing with these guys because <laughs> let me tell you something, a little quick story, but these guys would literally do smoke breaks. Okay. We play I, about a game uh, every hour. Not not even that. I mean, it was like an hour, hour and a half, two hours. I mean, these guys would take smoke breaks. I mean, legit. And both Matt and I are like, bro, we could have had like 10, 15 games already done by the time you guys have already been done. And so these guys would keep playing and playing and playing. And then at one point, both Matt and I were like, you know what? I'm done. Like, we're, we need to get out of here. And so I told my buddy Jordan, I'm like, dude, I can't keep doing this. Like, I'm not staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning waiting for you guys to be done with your smoke breaks or whatever the case is. But, you know, when it comes to Call of Duty, it's one of those games that I think when you look at some of the newer ones, like, you have to be really quick. Like, it's a really quick, fast motion. And I know Matt was playing, um, was it, yeah, it was Cold War, you know, and he, yeah. he found, you know, it was a lot more manageable. It wasn't, like, super-duper fast. It wasn't, like, really, like, hyperspeed, basically. And, like, in Vanguard and the newer one, it's very, you have to go really quick. There is no slow. It's either... Vanguard was was super fast. And, and that's the thing that I, I didn't like about Vanguard was, no matter what like build you had, no matter what like you did, if your reaction wasn't like a fraction of a millisecond, you were already dead. And that's what I didn't like. Like I'm already not good at Call of Duty multiplayer, and I'll admit it. Like I don't care because I'm not a huge fan of the Call of Duty multiplayer to begin with. But I mean, and unfortunately, it's one of those games. Like there's not too many games that both you and I could play where we would have, you know, all the, the same capabilities as like the first person shooters with a co-op and, and kind of like that multiplayer field. I mean, like some of our favorite games was like wildlands, you know, it was like ghost Recon. A lot of the ghost recon games were really, really good with the whole co-op yeah. and multiplayer And both him and I would play for hours. I mean, wildlands we played for hours on yeah, end, yeah. you know, and then like I tried to get him into like more far cry and he did, and he just started playing some of the older ones, and he kind of understood what I meant. But a lot of the Far Cries actually, besides the whole co-op in some degree, which you know we've talked about before, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, they did a good job with the whole, you know, you could play and you can, you know, be with a buddy and, like, you know, you just have a good time. I mean, it was a good, like, time waster, you know, you're doing your thing, whatever. But, like, a lot of these other games, you know, they – they only focus on the multiplayer. Like, you know what I mean? Like not so much like the story and like the, the multiplayer aspect of like a story. Yeah. You know, and the, like, that's kind of the downside to a lot of the newer games. And that's, that I think out. for me, like, that's why I like Borderlands. I like the Far Cry. I like, you know, the Dead Island. Like I like the co-op and I wish, I wish Call of Duty would focus more on that like the campaigns are great well they're sure I, I i don't mind i don't mind the, the the campaigns but i what i wish is maybe they do away with the campaigns and make it more of a co-op experience like where you can do it like with somebody else and create those like co-op experiences like i wish they would have done that with zombies or at least done it with like make a co-op campaign with the zombies and not make it so that it's just like a wave by wave survival, you know, mode where you have to just kind of survive while building, you know, up the, the doors and windows. Well, I mean, with, with zombies, I mean, like technically the first zombies that came out was world, world at war. Right. And that was, I think that was what a, we've both agreed on is world at war was the very first one. I know you never really played that one in particular. Yeah, I never played that one, but like that was the first time it, it came to be with zombies. But, um, you know, I agree that, you know, with call of duty, it's very, they only focus, like I said, they, they mostly focused on the multiplayer. They don't like, they, they do certain good campaigns and some of them are, you know, are good in their own rights, but it's very short. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not, it's not very long. It's not, it's like a, just like a, Let's throw a quick story together. Here you go. And, like, that's it. And, it. and it's great and all, but, like, it doesn't really explain 
more of the 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 whole story like because if you did have a multiplayer campaign you know version of that and like made it longer you know you can have dlcs and add to it and so on and so forth and that was kind of the whole thing but like a lot of these other games have focused on like far cry and all that like they they focus on the story because they have the co-op campaigns and they do all these things and that's why they they make it a really great game so like i said Ubisoft, man, like you, you're doing a great job, man. Like you keep it up. Yeah. And that's, I think where, you know, you look at the call of duties, like they, if they just simply did away with the campaign and went with a co-op idea, like they do with multiplayer and make it seasons where you and a buddy or, you know, maybe not just two people. Cause I think modern warfare two, you know, you had things that, only two people can do, and then you needed three people to do other things. Yeah, it, it and they're sucked. ridiculously hard, and they suck. Well, they suck, and because the reason why it sucks is because you're not you're not given an opportunity. Because like, if you only let's say it was just me and Matt, like that's great. But the problem is, then you get some rando who comes in, and then they don't do what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and they screw up the whole thing, and it's like, okay, well, that doesn't make any sense now, and, and it, it makes it harder. And of course, like you know. Well, why don't you just play DMZ or Warzone? Well, DMZ sucks too. Well, okay, hold on a minute, because we both played DMZ, and it wasn't that bad. It's not that bad until somebody comes around and shoots you for no reason, other than the simple fact that you're there. Well, and, and that that's was... not like that. That wouldn't be what I'm explicitly saying. Like, if I wanted to get shot for no reason, I would go back to multiplayer. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I mean, the original Warzone, it was like it was kind of like similar to. Like the whole Fortnite, PUBG, Battle Royale, like that's why they made Warzone because they wanted to compete with, you know, those particular and that's games. That's fine. They can keep it free for no, those people. No, and that's fine. And like yeah. I said, I will never play Fortnite. I will never play personally PUBG. Uh, I'm with you. You know, I'm like me personally, like those games. Like I understand it's popular, but like, who cares? Like, and like you look at um, what was that other game? Um, I know what it's called. I, I, it's it's driving me crazy. It, but it's like in the same realm as like Fortnite and all them and all these other games. But I think a lot of the newer games that were coming out in the, like the last, I would say like five to ten yearish kind of period, it was becoming more and more like you had to play a battle royale or you had to do all these other things. Um, excuse me. Thank you. But um. It just it didn't yeah. make sense to me. It didn't yeah. make sense on why we would have to be focused on the battle royale, and you know focus on, you know all the games that we have been playing, like you know Call of Duty, you know Far Cry, and all these other games that you know they were focusing on their own brand, and they were focusing on what was their niche, right? And the and the, and how they were, you know, portraying these games, and that's why they became popular. But, you know, first person shooters, man. I mean, as a whole, they're great games. They're great to play with friends and, you know, hang out and do whatever. But, like, my biggest, I think, downfall for all of them is, like, they need to stop worrying about, like, the multiplayer, you know, online, like, tournaments and, and like, those kinds of things and, and focus more on, like, a, like a campaign, you know, co-op mode. Because that, to me, makes more sense. And then, let's say you do the four-player. Yeah. You know, you had a couple other buddies or whatever, and you can all play. and then. You jump in and you you play a story, like, and you build and you you and do whatever. You know, classically, when you look at some of these games, going back, like that's what kind of defined that first person shooter experience was playing with friends. You look at right. Halo, you look at, you know, a lot, you know, Far Cry. Killing Floor, you know, you look at a lot of these games, you, you know, even Star Wars Battlefront, the original ones. Yeah. Like, you look at a lot of these games, Medal of Honor, the Tom Clancy, you know, original Ghost Recons. Like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you, I actually just thought of another one. Like, you ever, you ever played um, SOCOM? I did. Like, Navy SEALs and stuff? I mean, granted, yeah. it was actually one of the very first games I do remember where you actually played it with a headset and you actually get to tell the you know the let's say the seals in this case like what to do it was one of the very few games that you could literally say something and then like they actually listen to what you're saying yeah but it was kind of cool in its own right but you know like a lot of those games were definitely you know like you said more focused on like the 
the multiplayer, I mean, granted it was local play, but like being able to be like, Hey, you know what? We're going to play together on this night and we're going to, you know, do this and that, you know, and we're going to, you know, do it as a team. We're going to do it as like, you know, playing the game, whatever. So, I mean, it's, I guess it'd be kind of like if you're playing D and D, but without, you know, like a, like a video game, like simulation, but like, yeah, I mean, it'd be entirely possible for, you know, games like call of duty to still do their campaign story, but making it available to be a co-op experience by having a, another player join so that it's not just like you doing a solo thing and going, well, I'm playing the campaign first, so I can't do anything with you. Well, it, like that, and that to me, just like it, it defeats the purpose. You know what I mean? Cause like, if you're only focusing on the, the multiplayer, you know, you're, you're basically not even going back to its roots of how the first person shooter was really originally yeah. intended, you know, to be, you know, now you're just like, okay, well, we're going to, you're going to do the whole online multiplayer experience. And, okay, cool. Now you're versing, you know, PVP or, you know, bot versus bot, whatever. But like it, to me, it just, it just defeats the whole, the whole purpose of what yeah. the whole first person shooter multiplayer really was about. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like I still, if you give me an option between call of duty and some of these others, like I probably would choose the others. Cause I'm just not a, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of just going in there. And it's, I mean, it is kind of the same thing over and over and over and at least like playing a lot of these games like borderlands and far cry i'm actually experiencing a story i'm not just playing you know a team deathmatch or domination where it's just me you know maybe getting some kills but mainly just getting killed over and over and over again <laughs> I mean, that, for that, for a couple hours a night I mean, that's true. I mean, for your sake, yes, that is true. I mean, because a lot of times I would go like, you know, I would say like 30 and, you know, maybe 15 or something like that. And he'd be oh, like, yeah. Van Vanguard was awful. I I think I just, at one point towards before Modern Warfare 2 came out, I don't know if you actually noticed, but I, I actually just kind of gave up at some point. No, I, I know you did because there so was a time I, that I you actually, just there. I actually started just not playing at all and I started running towards people. <laughs> and I wanted to try to see how many actual deaths I could get by, by the end of the match. And I think the record was 84. Oh God. But I, you know, I, I'd go like three and 45, five and 52. Like I just, I really just didn't care. Like I, I was like, I'll play, but I wouldn't shoot anybody. Like I would just kind of run around. Well, no, but there were times that you would actually play, and like you, there were times that you actually, pretty sure you actually beat me, and you became like the number one player in that game. It was probably on like shipment or something. I mean, that that's usually a great way to get that going, but that, but that's only because I threw like napalms or something. I mean, I, I lit that place up. Oh, I know you didn't. Like every time, <laughs> but like you know, like like I think what Matt and I are saying is like first person shooters. You know, there's some great games. There's some really crappy ones. You know. It also really just depends on what kind of gameplay style you're really into. I mean, because there's yeah. a lot of, you know, if you're really strictly, like, only worried about, like, Call of Duties every year, okay, go for it. Because, you know what, I'm going to call you a very casual player. They just announced Modern Warfare 3, by the way. Not surprised. I'm really not surprised. I don't, I don't even care. Even though I thought when, Mortal, you know, Modern Warfare 2 came out, they were saying, you know, we didn't want to do um, Call of Duty every year. Which, and, and here we are. And they're now they've already announced one Modern Warfare three. I mean, because like I think both Matt and I have agreed is that a lot of like for an example, Call of Duty is the number one for notorious for this, but like they pump out these games and they don't really work on, you know, building it up for so many years or at least like a two or three year period. They just say, you know what, screw it, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna throw in like the newer, you know, version or something like that. So like they'll they'll basically do, you know, like their own versions of you know, Modern Warfare, for example, and then like, okay, you know what, we're going to remaster them. And then we're going to, you know, keep doing that. And then we might throw in like some other yeah. rando titles that, you know. Did you ever play the beta for Modern Warfare 2? No. 
I think, I mean, I played the beta. I think the beta might have been a little bit better than the finished version. But Call of Duty does a weird thing. Because after a while, like, it seems great at first. Like, I think when I when we were first playing it, like, it was new. It was It was fun. It was great. But then as they start adding these, like, guns and they add these operators and they add new maps and they add all these new things, they they add these patches. Some of us don't even know what they are, but they add them in, and it completely changes the game. And I haven't, I actually haven't played Call of Duty, and I don't even know how long now. Oh, it's been a while, man, because I haven't played it either. But from what I'm understanding, and they they came out with kind of this DLC pack for the boys. Again, if you can watch it, go for it. But um. A couple of characters. Homelander is one of them that you can actually, you know, have as an operator. And his laser vision is a finishing move that you can do in the game. And everybody is using Homelander and the finisher in just about every single match. So if you can imagine how broken Modern Warfare 2 is when you go into a match and you're dying left and right, from laser vision. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for example, like in Vanguard, like they started adding laser weapons and you're like, wait a minute, this is World War II. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Laser really weapons. come out with laser weapons until much, much later in life. Actually, I'm pretty sure they have like some now, but it's not like a, here you go. Here's a laser weapon that we, we give to like the, the military right now. I mean, I can yeah. tell you that for a fact, but it's like, you know, to me, it's like, I don't understand how, you know, you're throwing in a random shooting like fire, or like, you know, ice bullets. So it's like they have a tendency of doing this. And then all of a sudden, hey, Modern Warfare 3, check this out. It's nice and shiny. Yeah, I mean, well, and everybody moves to that. And then I can guarantee you they're going to do the same exact thing eventually. Well, all I got to say is, is that, you know, and this is just like a little side topic here, but like. Think about how many games both PlayStation, Xbox, and all these other consoles have remastered certain games and like they just revamp it for that console. So like look at GTA five, look at um, you know, Last of Us. I mean, like all I mean, I'm more talking about PlayStation here, but like they've done it so many times where like it's great, it's shiny, it's it was good at the time, but like you don't need to redo it no. three, possibly four times. I mean, some of the greatest Call of Duties, you know, the original Modern Warfare 2, mm-hmm. great game. Oh, yeah. Ghosts was phenomenal. The original Black Ops 2. Yeah, a lot of them were, were great for their time because they, they made it different. And they made it, you know, so that way... They didn't what, add laser weapons or they didn't add these characters. Yeah, they didn't, and, right, they didn't add mods. They didn't add all these things that, unfortunately, a lot of what I believe it, what it is is more like... As we we already know, like modding is more for PC. You really can't do it for the console, but PC has found many different ways to mod. You know, oh, different yeah. weapons and different things. But like, you know, at the end of the day, right? Like first person shooter, they get crazy. They get all kinds of different ways of like creating new content for them and all this stuff. But you know, as both Matt and I've talked about, like a lot of these games have have personal meaning to us. You know, some of them have, of course, like some, you know, angry or frustration tendencies, <laughs> as as we mentioned with yes. Call of Duty. But, you know, again, you know, a lot of the a lot of the popular games today, unfortunately, are, you know, first person shooters and, you know, a lot of your, I would say, like RPG and stuff like that. But, you know, I would say even without, you know, first person shooters, though, I would say consoles probably would be dead. It's... You know, it's a very popular, if not one of the most popular genres of video games now. I mean, a lot of the games use, you know, the first person in in one regard or another. I mean, if you've ever played a game that was, you know, in a different perspective and you jump into a car, what are you now playing in? Right. First person. Right. And but But, I mean, in a lot of the games, they usually... I mean, some of the games like GTA, you're not sitting in that front seat, but 
but no, but you can go into different views right. of like first, third, you know, whatever. And so it gives you kind of more of a perspective from like different angles and different camera views and and like that's a lot of the the games that they do and that's what they they do really well at is they they do you know show you the overall perspective and like you can play as different you know views as like okay first person then you go into third and then you you know i don't know you have an overhead view or you might have like a weird yeah it's just you know, fascinating you know where we are now when you look at games like you know Wolfenstein and and Doom where you know everything is just blocky yeah, and pixelated and pixelated and now you know you go into games like you know dead island 2 and you know the the trees the grass the i mean the zombies when they're grabbing you i mean you can practically see the the drool and stuff coming out of their mouth like it, it's so realistic i mean i was gonna say this i mean like this might be another topic for a different day but like you know how we have vr now you know, it's scary how, you know, that's where consoles in a sense are going to be going because, you know, you put on a headset and let's say you're playing Dead Island 2 and you're... I wouldn't do that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, it's so realistic and it's so like, kind of like scary. But like, I mean, I understand it's a different conversation for a different day, but like, you know, without, like I said, th this type of genre, you know, consoles wouldn't probably be what they are today. Like I've, like I've already said, but like, yeah, you know, it, it's it's scary. Like if, you know, let's say like consoles weren't even a thing today, you know, what would be the entertainment? You know, what would be these? I think most games would be, you know, you would see probably a lot of games be side scrolling or yeah, you know, like, your, your top down perspective or. Right. So like without like doom, without, you know, Wolfenstein, without these games, like being bold and daring and like different, you know, granted they were labeled as, as such back in the day, but you know, they, they made that leap of faith and they're like, hey, yeah. you know what, we're going to make it this different. But, you know, this is a great, you know, stopping point, man. I, I want to say this, though. Um, you know, we, we want to thank you guys for tuning in, you know, and as always, we always try to, you know, give you good content, give you good stuff, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, there is a stopping point because, I mean, both man and I are both passionate about a lot of the geek culture, but you know, as uh, as always, stay geeky. Stay geeky.